eating on the street. So how are we going to get by with uh, uh, with this uh, eating in the Shemitah year? And it's uh, it's very exciting. What's going to be happening in six weeks' time? Six weeks' time. Shabbos is coming. In other words, in about six weeks' time is Rosh Hashanah. Can you believe it? Rosh Hashanah. And uh, we're very excited for Rosh Hashanah. And we're just as excited for Shabbat. Shabbat Haaretz, Shabbat of the land. Eretz Israel, we, 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 of all the years, of 2,000 years of wandering and going in the gal, terrible galut, we have the privilege to keep the Shemitah year and such an honor. We, uh, we know that uh, until about 150 years ago, there wasn't much written about keeping Shemitah or any of the mitzvot of Eretz Israel because people just didn't keep it. The, in, the, in the Shulchan Aruch, in Yoredah, there's one long siman we actually quotes the Rambam. He just quotes the Rambam. And then later on came the Pate of Shulchan and others. But um, it's only in our day and age uh, where the Puskim began dealing with 120, 30 years ago, began dealing with the new, the real Allahic problems of issues of Eretz, of, of Shemitah and, and, and in Eretz Israel. So just a little bit of revision. First of all, once again, Shemitah is an opportunity and it's opportunity, not a problem. We shouldn't be scared. Oh, it's happen. We're so excited. Shabbos is coming. You know, remember old Uncle Moishi? Our Shabbos is coming. We are so happy. Shabbos is coming. We're so excited. Six more weeks. And like I said before, Shemitah really has everything in it. The Khatab Sofer said that Hashem Moshe Bahar Sinai Lemur. Why does it say Har Sinai when it comes to Shemitah? Because, because the whole Torah is in the mitzvah of Shemitah. And so, like I wrote over here, Shemitah, it's me and Eretz Yisrael. We reinforce uh, the, uh, the, uh, my and Am Yisrael's connection to Eretz Yisrael. Me and Am Yisrael, the fields are open. Equality, unity. If there's a Yovel year, the 50th year, then all the slave, the slaves go free. We get our lands back. Anivat's me, me and myself. We'll mention how we work on our midot and uh, in, in the Shemitah year. Aniva Torah. Me and my Torah, it's a year that we take a sabbatical. We take time to learn Torah. We focus on our Torah learning. And then, obviously, it all leads up to Aniva Eloka, me and my God. And so there's a wonderful little story about Rav Kook. When he, uh, uh, they found it and began 100 years ago, this, this custom of planting trees on Tubishva. And uh, he went to this place, and all the rabbis were with him. And they said, okay, you know, our, our rabbi, you know, our rabbi, would you like to plant a tree? He went down on his knees. He didn't want a spade or anything. And with his bare fingers, he pulled the mud and pushed and put the sapling into the ground. And, and, and they said, why don't you use a spade? He said, no, I want to feel the holiness of Eretz Israel. And then they look, uh, what, this famous Rav looked at him and, and he saw that Rav Kook was actually emotional, emotional, and he was crying through, out of emotion. And, uh, you know, I've waited a while and he said, you know, afterwards, Rav, why were you so emotional? Why were you drawn? Why did you go to tears? He said, well, I'm emulating Hashem. When Hashem created the world in Gan Eden, Vayitah, Hashem planted trees in Gan Eden. In other words, Hashem himself 
is connected to the land of Eretz Israel, Gan Eden, Eretz Israel, going to the Kuzari. And so Rav Kook felt that, that this deep connection that we have with Eretz Israel, and on, in, during the Shemitah, that's really where it reaches a height, where each one of us, through all these different facets of Shemitah, connect and reconnect to Eretz Israel. And um, very exciting, very exciting. So um, let me quickly run through uh, a few uh, things that we said before. First of all, the sources in the Torah, we have in Shemot, then we have the big source in Parshat Vayikra, Parshat Bahar, when you come to the land, we proclaim the Rashi and Ramban, how they both say that Shabbat of the Aretz is like the Shabbat of the week. On Shabbat, we proclaim and we announce, and the Shemitah year, we remember that really Hashem created this world and Hashem gave us Eretz Israel. And obviously all the laws are learned from these verses. Then we started talking, we spoke a little bit about reasons behind Shemitah. And uh, we spoke about how the Rambam speaks about having, creating mercy and, 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 and for, for other people. So every, all the poor people can come and eat. And also that the land won't go fallen and the crops need to be rotated. It's the Torah way of rotating the crops. We spoke about Sefer Hinu here is in great depth and length, he goes into this whole thing. Now, first of all, a person should remember that the Eretz, he gives us fruit, is not, is, is, uh, is a, a master of this land. The land is Hashem's. Uh, we have the quote in Pot Tov, left-hand corner from Asaka Sanhedrin, where it says, Hashem says, the land belongs to me. And then if we continue with Sefer Chinuch, he says it's like Shabbat, just like Russian Ramban. And uh, he says, but uh, is to concede, to give up. I worked hard. This is my field. I work on every, 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 every year. And hey, it belongs to their other people. They are put aside, have care. And then we learn about faith and trust. And trust in Hashem. Hashem says, When the Torah uh, when we keep those mitzvah doraita, the poskim say, then we, Hashem promises, promises, promises us uh, bracha in the street of year. We go on to, we have an issue of social equality. Everyone's equal. There's a person, the rich person is not rich, and the poor person is not pure. Kind of social socialism within Judaism. We learn that all is from Hashem. Who said that? Rav Kalisha, the famous Gadol Torah, who was one of the first leaders of the Chovetzionis, the, the, the first, first Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael. And then we speak in a different poskim about spiritual energy that gives you through Limud Torah for the next six years. So then we spoke about the right to the Rabbanan. We say, Shemitah in our time, the right to the Rabbanan, what do we say? We bought the Ramba. Now the Tosfot says it's the Rabbanan uh, for a different reason. And uh, really excited that Shira's, Ashira's joined us. Welcome to Ashira. Um, so uh, it's a bit the, 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 the Rambam brings the Shukhan, the brings the Rambam. And here he says, Truma bezman In other words, all the myths of the Eretz Israel. The place where the, the people who came in Aliyah with, uh, with uh, Ezra. Ela Torah, Ela Medivrei 
and it's only Midoraita when Kol Yoshvea when all the Jews are in Eretz Yisrael. This relates to your question about uh, when one day, please God, all the Jews will be in Eretz Yisrael, then it will turn into a Doraita law. And, uh, but it also includes the tribes being in each one of their places. So it's a little bit more complicated than that. So, so that's the premise that we have to remember. Shemitah is Durabanan in our time. Okay, and this is what I spoke about a second ago. When the Rambam, only Eretz Yisrael and Ezra occupied his holy for the Mitzvah of the land. And if you look over here, Ezra was given by the, the, the king of Paras. They didn't conquer the land as such. This area from Acho down to uh, Yehuda, not including where the Gaza Strip is today. And uh, all this area is, is holy for the mitzvah of Eretz Yisrael. In other words, Eretz Yisrael is holy from the, the sea to the Euphrates. But the, for the mitzvah of Eretz Yisrael, we, 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 the holiness of Ezra was just a very small area around this, the center of the country. And so, uh, but still, says uh, the Rambam, still the Rabbanan. Then we, uh, okay, then we go on to a very harsh law that is very difficult. The Chachamim said that maybe people will pretend to say, oh, the, the, these vegetables grew on their own. And so and they'll market them as, as, as wild vegetables. We know they planted them. And so vegetables that grow in the Shemitah are forbidden to eat the Rabbanan. Very harsh law. It came along the Chazunish, and we'll, we'll mention this again. Chazunish said that if a vegetable starts to grow before Rosh Hashanah, then during the Shemitah year, we can eat it because it started to grow before Rosh Hashanah. And he proved it through a very complicated way. You can see it's written over here that germ I mean, the, the seeds are germinated, the whole thing. Anyway, so he, there's a famous story how he, in, in going to the Chavisheim kibbutz, who went according to his teachings. And he got down on the ground and he said, he said, yeah, we have the beginning of the vegetables and he showed everyone the little stalks. It's a big leniency, but uh, we go according to that. And so vegetables that will begin to grow in the sixth year, we can reap them, but they will have to be shut feet. They will be holy. So how can we keep Shemitah today in the modern Jewish state? That's a big question. Robert, yes. Can I ask you a question about, about two slides ago? Yeah, no problem. Uh, this thing that uh, the mitzvot are only according to the occupied area by Ezra is on any mitzvah that is or all the mitzvot of Eretz, of, of Eretz Israel. In other words, when Yeshua came to Eretz Israel, he mm -hmm. conquered uh, a very big area, and yeah. all that area after 14 years it took him to conquer the land. That all area, that whole area was holy for the mitzvot of all the mitzvot of Eretz Israel, up to, right. Tzul, up to Tyre. What happened, as we know, the temple was destroyed and that holiness went away. Says the Gemara, Ezra came, came back and was given, he didn't conquer, he was given a smaller area, and that area got the, got the holiness, the Kichala Shatau, Latidlapo, forever. So there's a bit of in the Gemara, whether it is, is, is holy today from Ezra or not. Rambam said it's still holy from the holiness of Ezra, but it's still the Ravana. So this is really important uh, for all the mitzvot of Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, exactly. For all the okay. mitzvot of Israel. So Thank you, you have uh, what Trumot and Maas wrote. So if you look, we'll speak about the, the south of the 
Arava near Eilat, really they don't have to take tithes to Moton Masur of the of, of the crop. They do just to you know whatever. But uh, uh, there's a big machloket where the borders exactly were. But but that's the mm -hmm. very important principle that you have to know. So let's go back to we say how do we keep Thank you. right types of food eaten in the shemitah now. I'll show you all the different types of food, and then we'll go quickly go through them again, and then we'll go through the different uh, the the different types of people in Am Yisrael, what what hechsha they go by, and everything like that. So you'll know what to buy when you walk into your supermarket after Rosh Hashanah, which is very close. So we have over here produce of the sixth year. So that's great. They're already freezing and keeping um, and, and putting in fridges produce of the sixth year. It's fine, it's great. I told my wife maybe before Rosh Hashanah we should stock up in spices and things from the sixth year. Uh, you know, go a little, a little bit of a shopping craze and put some stuff in the cupboard. Then we have from areas that are out of the boundaries of Eretz, of Ezra's Eretz Israel, we just spoke about, like the, the south of the Arava or the area around Gaza. Gaza. Um, it's Eretz Israel, but for the mitzvot of Eretz Israel, there's a question whether you have to keep it there. Then we have stuff that is grown in hot houses. It's very costly for them, but it's a very good way. They, as you'll see in a minute, they put plastic on the on the ground and then they grow in pot, in pot plants. Otsar um, beitin. We'll remind you about it in a few minutes. The beitin collects the food. Then we have heta mechira. And then we have produce from overseas. They bring from Holland and Turkey and uh, Romania and whatever. And then we have produce grown by Arabs. And uh, we have to discuss that as well. So these are all the options you have during the Shemitah year uh, and what to eat in the Shemitah year. So first of all, let's go one by one. Six year produce from the uh, vegetables as it'll start straight away. Um, stuff that has um, been picked uh, uh, in, the, in the seventh year, if it started to grow in the sixth year, it's okay. Now, when it comes to fruit, it goes according to when the blossom appeared on the, before the fruit grows. In other words, let's say, um, uh, let's say apples. Okay, so if uh, the apples that we're going to be eating after Sukkot, they pick apples in, in Golan, everything, beautiful apples. And so those apples are all six-year apples. The etrog that we're going to use on, on Sukkot is a six-year etrog. What happens is that towards the end of the seventh year, then all those fruits, will, the, the, the blossoms will be on the apple trees and all the different trees. And those, the new fruits will be Shemitah fruits. And therefore, the issue of, the issue of Shemitah uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, sorry, fruits will really be in the eighth year towards the end of the seventh year and the eighth year. And there will be a list where they'll give them, be, be handed out. If I, as, soon, as soon as I can get a hold of them, I'll try and send them to you guys. But uh, to tell us when exactly the date of each fruit will be. So stuff from the sixth year is all fine. Not holy, it's fine. There's no problem with that. Then if stuff, if things are going to grow in hothouses, we have over here, it's not, there's no Kedusha Shvit. As we mentioned, the Yerushalmi, comes along and says, if you grow something in a house that is not connected to the ground, then it's not a smutar. You can grow like that. So uh, that's why that's, they say a hothouse is a house, and they grow, they put down plastic, and they grow in pot plants. The problem of this whole thing 
is that it's very costly for the farmers. And so um, not all the farmers can stand up to this. It would be an ideal situation for all our issues, but uh, it's a costly issue. Sometimes they grow in water as well. Hydroponically, is that the word? But right. So uh, that's a, that you'll see. Um, okay, there's not enough of that because of the cost of it. Then we spoke about Otsara baiting. What's Otsara baiting? We said that a person, we cannot go into the field and, and collect the fruit. Let's say we want to get the, gather the wheat, we want to get, gather the grapes later, whatever it is. We cannot go into the field and gather the apples. So uh, in the time of the Mishnah, the Tosefta came along and said, hey, the baiting, Jewish law court had a brainwave. Let's, let's make um, an organization that the baiting will send workers to bring fruit to Jerusalem or to wherever. And so the baiting sends people to bring the produce to the shops. We don't pray to the produce, we pray for the work. Many times the farmers themselves may be the worker. And that is Otsar Beitin fruits or vegetables. Um, uh, so the, the big issue over here with Otsar Beitin produce that the, the produce has Kedushat feed, it's holy. And so, for example, in Hanof is a little shop that has Otsar Beitin uh, produce and they come in these bags, potatoes, whatever it is, and we pay for the work and we go home and we have to be careful with all the, 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 the fruit being holy, the produce being holy. Then we go, went on, we spoke about Heta Mechira. Once again, Heta Mechira, what did we say? We said, because Shemitah is the Rabbanan, the rabbis in Europe, when the Jews first, first start selling the land, the rabbis in Europe um, had to deal with this problem. People were so poor. And they had to deal with this problem. The big one was Rabbi Yisak Elchanan Spekta. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He was one of the great Torah giants of Europe. And they wrote to him and a few other rabbis. And he, they said that if you, because you, it's, it's very so difficult and there's no food, if you don't work, you can sell it to an, to an Arab. And each year you have to uh, renew, the, each Shemitah year you have to renew the city. It was Rabbi Shmuel Salant and others who didn't like this whole idea. And... Uh, uh, so we have people who are pro the Heta Mechira against. What we do, they sign a proper document, and uh, today it's done with lawyers, and there's a law in the Knesset that says that the, 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 all these contracts apply, that the land really uh, applies, uh, belongs to the non-Jew. There's a little complication which uh, people don't know about, is that often the land doesn't belong to the farmer. You know, as in Israel, it's so complicated, the laws of land. Sometimes the, the land belongs to the Karen Kayemet, the KKL, who will give it to the farmer to work. And so who's really allowed to sell the land? A whole big sukya. And as you can imagine, lots of different opinions. But the big, the two big ones who came out with this whole thing was the Chazonish. Chazonish did not like, he lived, died 60 years ago in Bnei Brak. He did not like this whole thing of Hittim Mechira. Why not? He said, you can't sell the land to an Anju. In Israel, you, the land is holy. You cannot sell the land to an Anju. So uh, Rav Cook answered that and said, you can sell the land to an Anju, but it's only for two years. And it's a temporary thing. And Rav Cook said, by selling the land to an Anju, we're actually make, making the land stronger. We're stretching the Jewish hold on the land because if we don't sell it to a non-Jew, they won't be able to learn the land. Two different opinions. As you can imagine, the black community goes on to the Chazanish, 
but uh, Rav Cook has many, many great Poskei Halacha who are with him. And if I, get, I mention a few names, Rav Avad Yosef, the Sephardic Poskim. Uh, Rav Avad Yosef is the Posek of most of the Sephardic community. Um, Rav Tzvi Pesach Frankavir, the Rav of Yerushalayim, and many, many others um, uh, held by the Heta Mechira. And the question is, can we use it today? And that uh, we'll discuss in a second. Now, uh, the basic foundations of Shemitah of Heta Mechira, first of all, Shemitah is the Rabbanan in our time. And uh, uh, the Kinyan Goyashi Eretz Yisrael Mafkiyat Akusha, the idea is that by the non Jew buying the land, the Kedusha goes away for the produce. Then, there's no holiness of the fruit if it goes into the, in, 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 in the land that belongs to Ananji. And this is a massive argument between the Beit Yosef, Yosef Karo, and someone who lived at the same time as him, the Mabit. We're talking about 500 years ago. The Mabit said that if Ananji grows produce during the Shemitah year, the produce is holy. Whereas Yosef Karo, who wrote Ashokan Aruch, said that if a non-Jew grows the produce, the produce is not only. The custom of Eretz Israel is to go by, according to Yosef Karo, say land that is grown, fruit that is grown on the land of, of, of a non-Jew is, uh, uh, is not holy. But you come to go to Bnei Brak and you'll find people who even Schmidt Heta Mechira produce like food as being holy. So there are some people who go like the Mabit and not the Yosef Karo. We have here, Zotachnayanem, do not give them, sell the land to a non-Jew, and we spoke about the two different ways of looking at it. Rav Cook said, by selling to the non-Jew, you're actually strengthening our hold on the land. Um, also, the Poskim Rav Cook said, that it's manit shel karka yesh toket mishpati. In other words, it's, it's, it has, it's legally binding because it's only for a short amount of time and there's a contract drawn up. And uh, the whole idea was that the Hetemachir will strengthen our hold on the land. Sounds weird, but by, by allowing us to work the land, we're actually strengthening our hold on the land. Let's continue. Hope everyone's with us. I'm going fast to this whole thing, but some, a lot of this is, is repetition. Okay, this is, this, is, this, is, this is areas that are out of the area of Kibush Ezra. We mentioned this before. Down over here in the Arava, around, around Aza, there's a question about the Golan Heights as well. Different opinions. They were certainly Israel did not conquer the Golan, uh, own the Golan Heights. Um, okay. Things that come from overseas are not holy. It's got no holiness to it. And then we have non Jews produce, non Arab produce. And um, the, like we said, Yosef Karo said, there's no And there's a problem. If we're going to buy projects from the Arabs, there are very serious questions over there. So we know that, uh, that the Badats buys from Gaza. So Gaza, as you can imagine, they, it's a terrorist state bent on destroying us. They shoot missiles at us and whatever. Is it moral to buy from them? In Jordan, there are Arabs who sell the land to us, sell prop property to uh, fruits to us. So we have a priest treaty with Jordan. What about the Israeli Arabs? We uh, had the riots uh, a few months, two months ago, whatever. 
and uh, it's not an easy question morally to talk about uh, buying from Arabs who are against us. So that's something to consider when we buy produce. Okay, so now let's have a look in some of the Shemitah, Shul Sikum, Asmal, Asmal, Asot. What should we do? No, what should I do? You know, Israelis, no, no, no. <laughs> what should we do? So, uh, what can we eat? What can we eat? I want to eat. I want to have a salad. Uh, after Rosh Hashanah, I want to eat a salad. I want to go buy some vegetables. What must I eat? You know? So, we, how, how do I buy fruit and vegetables? Massive question. And it's soon, it's now six weeks' time we have this question. So another, this is a very ironic question. I took this picture without any offense to the people involved, but just that it says there, this is a conference and it says there's a sign behind this, these learned rabbis. By the way, it's Rav Machbud, we go by his Heksha when it comes to meat. And it says there's a big sign that says, Shmitat Kehilchata. We keep Shmitat according to Halacha. Now, what does that mean? You, is, is, is Shmitat Kehilchata? buying non-Jewish produce, or is Shemitah buying Hetemachira produce, or Shemitah, what is Shemitah Kirchata, Shemitah going to Halakha? How do you define that statement? How do you do such a difficult statement to define? So I thought it was very ironic, you know, Shemitah Kirchata, what does that mean? So if it comes to the farmer, also the farmer, should he farm his field with the Hetemachira or not? So here we have three different types of Hechshirah. So first of all, we have the Heksha of Heter Mechira Hechshiri, where these shops, you wouldn't do vegetable shop and have these certificates. <laughs> I put in Ben and Jerry just for fun. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> just for fun. Anyway. You've got to erase it this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just put it in for fun. I found, I put it in. Anyway, we have to support the Ben and Jerry's of Israel because they, they're trying so hard to, to market all over the country. So, anyway, so yeah, we have we have all these things. You see a Rabbanut Hechshirah, it's not but not Mahadrin. Uh, the one is Mahadrin over here, but usually it says Kosha, Tudak Teshru, the Tsohar Hechshir. They all will be using Hetemachira. Uh, so you walk into a shop, a supermarket. Um, now, um, if you walk into a, a Badat supermarket in a religious area, then you'll see the Badats of Eda Haredit, Badats of Rav Lemda, Braybrak, Rav Efrat is Hechsher, he's uh, one of the, the, the great experts of, of, uh, in the Black and Bekha community of Kashrut on, on working the land, and Rav Ruben. You see these signs, there's no Heta Mechira in that shop. But it does include non-Jewish projects. So let's say, after Rosh Hashanah, you feel like buying, making a salad. So you walk into Osher Ad, those are people overseas may remember Osher Ad, um, uh, some of the Rami Levis, not all of the, some of the Jerusalem Rami some of the Jerusalem Rami Levis, um, any real, very, Yesh uh, Chesed, all these religious supermarkets, which usually we shop at because it's so easy when it comes to the products. But we're going to walk in there into the fruit market, we're going to see there's no Heta Mahira projects there at all. And the vegetables are non-Jewish vegetables. The tomatoes and cucumbers may very likely come from Gaza or from Hebron or from uh, the, the, the arrows of the Galilee. So, so when you walk into a shop, when you walk into a shop like this, the, 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 a regular 
Rabbanut shop, which is most of the shops that will be around the country, you will see a, a rabbinate certificate and you'll know that there's, it's Heta Mechira stuff. And there's no, there should no, be no Arab projects. If you walk into a Badat shop, there's no Heta Mechira and, uh, and, 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 and non-Jewish projects. So like I said before, how do you, what Shemitah Kehachata, how do you define it? So each one, we respect each opinion. Each one has their way in Halakha. But you should know when you walk into the shop where you're walking into. So here we have Otsara Aretz. Otsara Aretz is connected to Mahon Torah Aretz. This is from our community. And it's a big institute in Ashkelon at the moment. They were in Neda Rom before, I think. And they, the, 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 the Midrash says, not nasoted baro. The farmers in the Shemitah year are called Giborei Koach. Strong people. And they have this organization, and then hopefully you'll have shops where they that we keep the Shemitah, what they call Lechatchila. And the words are Imchatlaut Yisraeli. In other words, the aim is to support the Jewish farmer. Now, um, that is the aim. We'll come to order for preference in a few minutes. Now, let me just explain a few things about the Jewish farmer. The Jewish farmer in Israel is vital. To, to the land of Israel. Only 2% of the Jews in Israel are in agriculture. And what happens is people, they can lose their whole livelihood because of the Shemitah year. So if they don't keep Heta Mechira, many of them will go bankrupt and sell their farms. Who buys the farms? The Arabs in the Galilee, whatever. Or, can I ask a question about this? Yeah, can I just finish? Uh, this yeah, of course, of course. Okay. I'm sorry. So, um, what happens if they you do Otsar Beitin, which is great, if that's really the best thing, then they do get money. But the farmers really have a hard time. Another problem they have is they have, I don't know if you know, most of the produce in Israel is exported overseas. So, they have a market in Holland or in Germany or in Italy, whatever, or in England even. And if they don't market their produce during one year of the, the, the one every seven years, every seven years they don't market their produce, other countries jump in and take their, their market. Plus, there's another issue that we have to think about when supporting the Jewish farmers is a security issue, meaning that they say, God forbid, God forbid, Israel has a big war for two months or three months. Let's say, you know, God forbid, and obviously Hashem will help us and we'll overcome our enemies. And uh, we have a big enemy called Iran. And uh, Am Israel uh, really can, can, can will, 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 we won't have any problem. But the problem will be that they won't, they won't, be, uh, they won't be able to bring imports, imports into the country. So they won't import, be able to import, there won't be any cro cro crops from Gaza because they'll be involved in the battle, in the fighting. And uh, they won't be, they won't be able to import vegetables from, so what are the Israelis going to eat during those hard years, the hard months, if does happen? So it's a security issue as well. Israel needs a backbone of agriculture. We create a situation where there's no agriculture. Plus, I read this week a very, uh, when I was reading up about it, a startling figure that after the Shemitah year, during the Shemitah year, the, the Arabs, Israeli Arabs, and other Arabs make a 30% increase in their sales. In other words, the Arab farmers, and there are many of them in Galilee, 
get much stronger. And the Israeli farmer is holding on just to bring food on the table. So based on that, comes along Sarah Aretz and many of our rabbis, Rabbi Riel from Ramat Gan, and they say, we have to care and support the Jewish farmers, either by letting them, by doing Otsar Beidin, or we may have to do it through Heta Mechira. Yes, what's your question? Then let's hope that Bezrat Hashem, Mashiach will come before Rosh Hashanah, and then... L'chaim, uh, L'chaim. <laughs> L'chaim for that. And then Shemitah is the Yedi Oraita, and Lod right. Rabbanam. Right. What will happen with all those farmers? I feel like, like... Yeah, I don't, so they, I don't want to explain too much because I get a little confused, but then in, it, it seems like in an ideal situation, those farmers would really be in a pickle. Right, no, so that then uh, I'm sure Machshir will be able to organize a big Otsar Beidin, a big Otsar mm-hmm. Beidin, when all the crops will come through by Otsar Beidin, we'll buy, be buying on Otsar Beidin projects. Uh-huh. So That's we'll be based on important. Otsar Beidin in that case. Right, right. Okay, got it. Really, what's, Otsar Beidin is a wonderful thing because it really, on the one hand, you keep the holiness, you feel Shemitah. You see, the problem with the Heta Mechira is sometimes... You don't feel Shmita. Say you have a little Mkolet, a, a fruit store down the road, it has a Rabbanot Hechsher. You go buy your fruit and vegetables and you know the Heta Mechira stuff. You don't feel Shmita. Whereas if you keep Otsar Beidin, you feel that it's Shmita. The fruit is holy. You, when you make in your, your tomato salad, whatever, it's holy fruit. Okay. So that, you know, the Otsar Beidin has a big advantage is that you feel Shmita. And that's why, you know, the Chachamim, when they, in the time of the Mishnah, they made this whole thing. They made this whole thing in order to help those farmers. So as uh-huh. you can see, this whole thing is much more complicated than it sounds. Who would dream of the issue of, of you know, security coming into this whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so let me just co- continue. So what yeah, is... Thank you. Is Okay, thank you so much. So what does Otsara Arad say? This is really important. Their preference is as follows. You have choice. You go into a shop, that is Otsara Arad's shop. The best thing, produce of the sixth year. Then produce of South Arava or Negev. Then produce from hothouses in plants. Great. So obviously our, our lettuce and everything like that, our cabbages ooh, will come from the, the old Gush Katif, uh, the hot houses, well, you know, the, the, the settlers of Gushkatif were expelled. And, uh, you know, we have lots of lettuce that is found in pot, pot plants, and that's wonderful. Um, produce from Otsar Beitin, that's great. It's really very good. And if you, uh, and uh, it's holy fruit, and, it's, and, and it's, it's a mitzvah to eat. According to the Ramban, it's a mitzvah to eat holy fruit. Um, then, if you can't do that, heta mechira, they say, our rabbis say, then imported produce from hit Turkey, Holland, etc. And what's at the end of the, the, the list? Arab produce. Because we're trying to protect the Jewish farmer. So there also is the issue of morality here. You know, how do you buy from Gaza in big amounts when they're they threatening us? So if you, if you, this is what an Otsar Beidin uh, uh, shop would be, and I don't know if they'll be all around Israel, I don't know, they're advertising a lot in, like mad to get people to sign up and everything. So once again, 
projects of the sixth year, projects of the southern outer valley, Negev, projects from hot houses. Otsar Beitin is beautiful, amazing. Heta Mechira, you have a choice. Heta Mechira, Arab projects. Otsar Arab says, Heta Mechira. The Badatsim, the Badats organizations will say Arab projects or imported Turkey Highland projects. So this list is the most important list of them all. So this is another explanation of Uttar Aris. They have just a few names of the rabbis who supported it, the late Avram, Rabbi Avram Shapira, the late Mordechai Eliyahu, Rabbi Dov Lior, May Live Long, Rabbi Yaakov Ariel, uh, etc. Little, this is a little picture from my school, from last Shemitah. Uh, according to the Ramban, it's mitzvah from the Torah to eat fruit from the Shemitah year, those holy fruits. It's a mitzvah to eat them. Mitzvah to say. Okay, now just a few little pictures. Look at the, when you buy things, it says you have to, whatever you buy, you have to see. I bought, I don't know what this is, but it's a produce. It says, Mechira. So you, when you buy anything, this is the best picture of them all. These are tapu chips. I don't know if you guys like chips, crisps. And here we have on the right hand car, uh, chips with the badats share. And what does it say in the bottom? Yivul Khul. The potatoes come from Kutzlaritz, probably from Holland. The left-hand pa packet of chips is Hete Mechira. <laughs> you see? In the left corner, yeah. it says, I'll Hete Mechira. <laughs> and the yeah, packets yeah. look the same. <laughs> so you really, <laughs> you buy chips in the supermarket, you have to know what you buy. <laughs> okay, yeah. so what do you prefer? What do you prefer to buy? <laughs> really, dilemmas that we have in the Shemitah year. Anyway. <laughs> also wine, this is not a, this is not uh, wine or whatever. It's not wine, but the Otsar Beitim wine will be in this eighth year. And then, you know, we, we'll, there'll be a lot of Otsar Beitim wine. It's, and it's a mitzvah to drink it. Some people say, I don't want to drink it. I don't want to deal with the, the holy fruits. I don't, I'm too scared. Maybe I'll mess up in my kitchen. No, Ramban says it's a mitzvah. So uh, when you have Otsar Beitim wine, you can't really, you can't put out the Havdalah candle in the wine. Etc. Etc. And then lots of other examples, whatever. So we have some time to deal. So I hope it's clear so far, everybody. Um, any questions before we go into a few other little things? And I, I, I'll I have one more question, but I'll leave it till the end. Maybe you'll say, go through it. Just a few little things added in the end. Um, eating out is an issue. You live in Israel. Where are you going to eat? So it's not so easy. Um, you invited out, what do you do about Schmitter? So first of all, uh, if you go to a restaurant, this is a lot of this I wrote myself, uh, in a restaurant, first you have to make sure there's a trusted handshake. So you go to a handshake that's up to date, hand signed, if not phone number, that's every time we go to a restaurant. Um, we always have to make sure now, when you go to restaurants, there'll be a Badatz restaurant and a Rabbanot restaurant that has a Mahira. So once again, we have this all the dilemma again, which restaurant you're going to eat in, which falafel store you're going to buy in, but that's one or not, but that's one. Not easy. Now you go to someone's home. So if they're religious and we know about Kashrut and Shemitah and the Yerushalayim, you can eat there. Just like I was reading about uh, what some of the posts came right. And this is like when Hillel and Shammai had such big differences of opinion in all parts of Halakha, but the Mishnah says they, their children married, their, their children, the families intermarried, they married each other. And there was mm -hmm. no, 
even though they had differences of, 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 of opinions about the laws of marriage, whatever, and laws of, they married each other. And uh, the, the, the many other examples of this in Halakha. So now, if they're not religious and don't know about Shemitah, then it's a little bit more complicated. So, um, so first of all, you have to make sure the food is kosher. If you, you, could, you could ask them and they say they, they buy in the local store down the road, which is, which is usually a rabbanut store, then you know it's all heta mechiro stuff. If not, then you can't eat the vegetables. And for two bishwits, you can eat the fruit. Uh, obviously, we have to be so careful of offending them and hurting the fields. So sometimes it could be that with a certain relative, we shouldn't go there for Shabbos or for meals. Um, when I was in Yeshiva, I had, you know, I had have non-religious relatives. And, and unfortunately, I couldn't go to, you know, for Shabbat. It wasn't, I couldn't go there for Shabbat, even though I loved being with them, because, you know, it just didn't work out. So I used to go during the week. So here, it really... You have to, before you go and eat out, you have to check out what's going on. If they're religious, you rely on what they rely on. What they rely on. If they, they'll eat badats things, then you will eat badats things. If they eat etamahira and you don't usually eat etamahira, then you can eat etamahira. Um, and uh, for the same, uh, the sake of reut, and this is born in the shah, reut meaning, you know, eva, uh, they shouldn't be, people, Jews should be unified. If they're not religious people, then if you know that they're really buying the Rabbanut store, then, you know, then it's okay. But if not, it uh, is problematic. Picking flowers. What are picking flowers? So first of all, can you put flowers in a, a vase? So with the halachas, you can put flowers in the agartal as a vase, uh, even if they may root, take root a little bit. When you go, um, uh, so, so you have to, if you pick them yourself, you have to do it a little bit of a shinoi. Um, uh, hang on a minute, before go get the, the flowers, issues of flowers, when you buy flowers from a flower place, they should have an headshare. Because you don't want to buy from a shop that grows or they buy, they, they bring produce that is grown in the Shemitah year. So uh, you have to look for a, a, a flower shop that has a share. Crazy. If you buy in a shop with a share, if they have fragrant flowers, then they, you, you may have to keep Kedushat Shvit on the flowers themselves. So um, uh, once again, just like we put our tomatoes that is, that is from Otsara Aretz, and now, uh, uh, whatever, into the Schmitter bin, whatever left us is fitted in. So, those flowers left you going to the Schmitter bin as well. Just like to mention a few things. There's more to talk about, folks. At the end of the year, it's a shur in itself. It's the most amazing thing. All our, our, our uh, it's a mitzvah to forgive them, forgive the money we owe we yeah. to you. It's a prohibition to claim money. In other words, we, we have to forgive all the loans that we have. That happens at the end of the Shemitah year. According to the Rosh, that's at the beginning of the Shemitah year, but uh, we don't go according to that opinion. Um, okay. the, lo the loans are annulled at the end of the Shemitah year, and therefore came along Hillel, and he made the famous Prusbul, which is a, a, a little halachic trick in order to make sure that the poor people will be able to get loans, because if nobody wants to... Uh, loan them loans, they won't have loans. 
and also so that the people who loan money will be able to get them back. It's a lachic trick. It's also based on the fact that Shemitah in our time is the Rabbanan, and therefore, and this is the actual form of the Fuzbul form. Towards the end of the Shemitah year, there'll be a lot of talking about, you know, we could even do it in Aroba. Everyone has to sign a Fuzbul uh, when it comes to your bank, whatever. So, uh, okay. Then the last thing we have to talk about, a very happy thing, Sukkot after Shemitah, we have this wonderful gathering of Am Yisrael. It's called Hakel. The king and goes on a big platform and, uh, and uh, they take a Sefer Torah and the king and the Kohen Gadol and the king read from the Sefer Torah. It says, my is Rambam, what does remind you of? The Jewish people stand around this whole thing and they hear the Torah being read. Men, women, and children, they stand around this, the, the Torah being read. And obviously, says Ramban, it reminds you of Har Sinai. In other words, we have this beautiful law here called Shemitah, where we're spiritual, where we're giving, we, everyone's together. And then we reach up to the Prus Bull. We don't, we, 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 no, sorry, we, we, we forgive our loans in those days. We really, for, we, don't, we don't ask for our loans again. And then finally, we read this, we reach this amazing unity on Sukkot after the Shemitah, where Am Yisrael comes together to hear the Torah being written, and that's like a climax of the Shemitah year in Israel. I don't know if you were here last time, but they have Zechel HaKel. It was actually begun by the Derek, who's Rav Kuk's father-in-law, and they have this massive gathering at the Kotel, obviously with nice music and everything, and uh, <laughs> the chief rabbis, and they read from the Torah, and it's really a very moving thing. And please God, we should be over Corona to enjoy it uh, at the end of the year. Any questions? I, I do have a question. I'm trying to Good. think practically of when I step into the supermarket the day <laughs> after Roshana. And first of all, one... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. It's, is it common for stores to have different... Uh, uh, types of, of produce? Like, could it be that they're going to have half a tzal beddin and then a little bit of a tzal mechira and this and Cer that? Certainly. Uh, uh, first of all, the plain badatz shops, let's say a badatz shop, which us in Jerusalem, we have a lot of them, like Rami Levi or the, the, the Osher Ad or Chesed, all these different shops. These big supermarkets, mm -hmm. they'll be badat sexually, but there will be Otsar Beidin produce. In other words, they have a sign Otsar Beidin, and, and you'll know to keep it holy. And if there's left, but no heter mechira. But no heter mechira. They it's treat very... it as being non kosher. Now, if you yeah. walk into uh, a rabbanut shop, the plain rabbanut hechsher, it'll all be heter mechira. All be heter mm -hmm. mechira. They probably won't have uh, Otsar uh, Beidin. If you walk into one of the Otsara Aretz shops, and hopefully there'll be a lot of them, and, and uh, then you'll have, and, and I remember the last year, the, the time before, everything is nicely marked. Sixth year, Arava, mm -hmm. Otsar Beitin, Heta Mechira. It's really nice, you know. Uh, but no. unfortunately, shops aren't so hot, aren't so easy to come by. And a funny thing, and, and I don't know if you ever go shopping in Rami Levi in Givat Shaul, near uh, the bus station, there's a big Rami Levi. So mm -hmm. it's so funny. They have inside the Rami Levi, they have a Badat certificate on the head. I think it's going to be the same. 
had a mm -hmm. but that certificate on the produce, on the fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Outside, they had a separate little tent that you, a little separate shop that you went in there and it was a Rabbanut Otsar Beidin shop. <laughs> <laughs> so you like, we used to go buy our, like, you know, the regular the stuff, all the, you know, our, our flour and stuff in the Rami Levi, pay, and then go out Rami Levi into that new the other Rami Levi. <laughs> And by the, <laughs> the, 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 the stuff. So anyway, uh, it really, you know, you really have to be aware of all the different issues, keep your eyes open and ask, you know, and, and ask. But I think, I hope in these, these two shirim that I gave you, I've given somehow some type of uh, outline as, as the way things will be, please God, in Israel. And those of you, please God, will come to visit Israel. You'll know what to do. And mm -hmm. Mashiach should be coming soon, like you said. So we will, you know, things will be perfect then. We have lots of what's our and we'll, anyway. So, any more questions? No. Thank Good. You okay, Pia, you can always uh, you know, WhatsApp me, whatever. Thank you, Robert. Thank you so very much. So, to everyone who uh, some people did attend, and those of you who were, people who watched, listen to the the recording, I wish everyone first of all a good summer, and lots of health. And I can wish everyone a Shana Tova and a Hatima Tova. And Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shmita Shalom. Shabbat Shmita Shalom. Okay, Thank take you. care. Good luck. Thanks, Rav. Shalom to everybody. Shalom, shalom.